Hey everyone! On top of this episode, I wanted to let you know that our guest this week had a bit of technical issues during the recording. So please excuse the sound. I tried to make it sound as smooth as possible and I hope that you will enjoy it either way, because we had a blast. ultimate and only Hufflepuff podcast. This is episode 16 on October 14th, 2020, and I am Melanie. And I'm Juliana, and this week we have a very special guest, Paula. Welcome, Paula. Huh? Yay! <laughs> it's so nice to finally meet you, because we keep seeing you popping up everywhere on Instagram. And now we actually get to see and talk to you. So this is really nice. I'm excited. I'm excited to be on. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you just kind of tell us about yourself, Paula, and give us your ID, I guess. We know you're a Hufflepuff, obviously. Yes. Hufflepuff, the only obvious choice. Um, Duh. <laughs> so uh, my name is Paula. I am unconceivable on Instagram. I am a Hufflepuff. I am a mom. I have three kids. I work in customer service. Uh, my Patronus is a dapple gray mare. Ooh. And my wand is made of beech wood. I actually don't have a real one, but, you know, like I have character wands. Oh, see, I just got a wand that's made of beech wood off Etsy, and it's a very light wood. Ah, oh, it's pretty. Yeah. We share the same house and the same wand. How fun. That, hmm. What's your Patronus? Mine is a wolf. See, that's way cooler than a dapple gray mare. What about you, Melon? I have a dolphin. Oh, see? Those are cool. Those are cool. <laughs> I'm like so jealous. I've never even been near a horse. Like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, horses are so cool. I used to go horseback riding with my mom's friend, Kim, because she had a horse farm. Oh, it's so much fun to go horseback riding. Oh, you'd love it. I have been sitting on one of those big ones once because a friend made me and that one was just starting to run off and I did have nothing but its mane to hold on to. There was no saddle, nothing on there. And I was just like, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, that's not the kind of horseback riding I did. So since then, uh, I stay away from horses. <laughs> yeah. I just look for, oh. look at them from the distance. Yeah, that sounds probably like me. Oh, I love horseback riding. Well, you, you definitely need a bit and a saddle and a set of reins. Mm -hmm. So you don't recommend bareback? <laughs> no, not personally. I definitely don't either. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. But our next question we have for you, Paula, is a controversial one uh, that we kind of breached already in our little intro discussion. Yes. What is your favorite food that is not pizza? First of all, it's, pizza's universal, so I'm a little offended that I was not allowed to say pizza <laughs> because it is my favorite food, but if I had to choose something that was not pizza, it would be sushi, which is like way in the other direction from pizza. Mm, okay. Maybe we should change this question to something like, what is your second favorite food? Yeah. Assuming that pizza is your first. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. 
Yeah, I was like, how did she know I was going to say pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild guess. Ah, oh, okay. Well, we'll in fact, put our feedback here when we get to it, right, Mel? Yeah, we are recording that later, again. Because we are so far ahead of recordings. Uh, that's yeah. how organized we are. <laughs> that is awesome. This episode comes out in, in October and we just started being in September. Yeah, so. that's pretty good. So the, I saw the recording date on there and it's actually my one year Potogram anniversary. Yeah. Oh, wow. On the 14th. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That was meant to be. <laughs> I know. I was so excited that's when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, that's like my one year anniversary on Instagram. Well, then Beep at the beep. time that this comes out, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, we've had Unpensievable for a whole year, and what a treat. Aww, it's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into some feedback that we got from our last episode and from our listeners. First off, something that's happened over the last couple of weeks is we got the official game trailer for the Hogwarts Legacy game which is a game that is going to be available on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and the new Xbox Series XS. And it's coming out in 2021, and it pretty much is like the game that we always wanted as a Harry Potter person. I see a big warning sign blinking at me saying that social life what you don't need that you are going to play <laughs> this game non-stop bling bling Ex- bling <laughs> i feel like that's a pretty bright sign for quite a lot of people right now <laughs> i mean oh it looks so cool from the little bit that i have heard it's looking to me like it it is going to be quite uh, addictive. So you will be very much drawn into this world and it's going to be really huge and you're connected to a lot of other people Mm -hmm. that you are playing with. So yeah, I am looking forward to it though. I think I'll definitely gonna try and see if my laptop is made for that. I highly doubt it. So I'm not sure what I gotta do about that. <laughs> yeah, same. I was actually, I almost bought a used PlayStation 4 a week or so ago because uh, the person sold it before I could get to it, honestly, because my computer definitely does not support that level of gaming because the graphics on that are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who's super on top of video games either, and I've not played any of the newer like Zelda or some of the games that are like similar of a similar like vein or graphic style uh, to this game. But good lord, whoever made this is an artist. It is freaking beautiful. And I want every part of it. Thank you very much. So I'm going to have to find some way to play it. Whether it be me buying a new laptop or me buying probably a used PS4 to see if I can get my hands on it. I have all sorts of consoles at home, just not the ones that are required for this game. Um, (laughs) So maybe it's time to have a look for a PS4, but I'm not sure. I only have the three at home right now and then uh, other consoles like uh, Super Nintendo and, and so on, which... You cannot use, sadly. 
for that, but uh, I'm nope. not that huge of a gamer. I do love all the cutesy games, like the Lego ones, for example. The Lego games are seriously the most awesome and hilarious. I just love those. So when I'm playing those, I can actually sit there also many, many hours <laughs> and forget the time. Yeah, I love the Lego games. Yeah, or uh, The Sims is also really fun. And mm. uh, they have also quite a while ago now, but they came out with a game pack that was also magical, that you can become a witch or wizard and learn everything about magic, which is really fun too. Woohoo! Yeah. So I think when this game comes out, we'll probably end up playing it in some capacity, and that's yes. just to be determined how <laughs> exactly at this point. Um, we are thinking that when this game comes out and we are able to play, that we will have a sort of review of it um, in the future, so to yep. share with you and see how fun it actually is. And uh, if yeah. we are, if you don't hear anything from us anymore, you know why? Because we are so sucked into the game that we will. You can find us <laughs> playing the game. Maybe you want to come and collaborate with us. If we end up playing, we'll share. Our, I'll probably share my username here if I end up getting yeah. it. So that's when Puffcast only turns into live streams nonstop. There is no episodes officially anymore. There's <laughs> only live streams of us playing and mm. talking at the same time. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Stay tuned, listeners. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Welcome to like 20 hours of boring. <laughs> so, in regards of our latest episode, episode 15, we got a couple of very good responses from our listeners who said that it was one of their most favorite episodes so far. It was a little bit different than what we usually do. We, if you haven't listened to it yet, please go back and listen to it first. But we have been making up crackpot theories and we have had so much fun doing it that it was intended to be a Patreon-only bonus, but then we published it as a regular episode. We got some specific comments here that concerned this episode too, or...? Uh, yeah, so we had a few comments. We also had some fun activity that happened over on our patreon exclusive group buttercup's tea room in regards to a fan fiction <laughs> so if you would like to go read the startings of that and i believe uh, our lovely friend jeff who ended up writing the entirety of it posted it also on the patreon group so come and join us on patreon mm -hmm. so jeff has some comments for us one of them was he said it figures that Ron's true love turns out to be food. I could hear Mike Schubert in my head cringing at the idea of a teacher-student pairing, but then Ron ends up going in on that pizza, so it's fine. <laughs> he also said, your drunken sorting hat love song that turned into a song of the sausages was the perfect way to end the episode. So <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Yeah, we keep singing it to each other. Um, it, oh, it's stuck sausages! In... This... <laughs> This one line of sausages is stuck in our minds since, <laughs> since then. <laughs> yeah, we we just had so much fun recording that. And I think it'll be fun to maybe do another one at some point. Yeah. If the listeners so choose that they enjoy that. It seems like so far. Yeah. They I have. Mean, I mean, uh, as I said, several people have told us it's one of their favorite episodes so far. 
and that it has inspired people to actually write fanfics. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. And um, we're having something special coming up quite soon. I'm not going to say more than that. So stay tuned. Ooh, And we also have, it's not really a fanfic, but something that our friend Jeff wrote for us that will also be a Patreon bonus that I think that a lot of you guys would find really funny. So I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, except that it involves the pizza wizard and Jeff wrote it and it's going to be a lot of laughing on our end when we go to record it. So aside from episode feedback this week, we also have just a few like status things that we wanted to talk about. So we just completed the back to Hogwarts magic photo challenge on Instagram. Yay! (laughs) So that was partially run by Paula, who was our guest this week. And a few of our other friends, Lex and Danny, were the other two who were helping to spearhead this. Yes. So we just wanted to thank those three ladies for doing this and letting us be a part of that. And it was definitely exhausting, but it was fun. (laughs) It was so much fun. If you still haven't checked it out, go on our Instagram at PuffCastPod. And all those pictures that look completely insane are part of our (laughs) challenge that we took part. Uh, So go and have a good laugh. (laughs) Yes, including a picture of the the new Hogwarts school that we created. Uh, Not Hogwarts school, sorry, Witches Wizard School that we created. So go and check that out. And we have one more very, very exciting piece of news. Oh boy. Juliana, do you want to tell people what you have done? So, many of you know that I love the pizza wizard. She loves me so much! You don't say. (laughs) Hello? The pizza wizard here? No. I just wanted to pop in and say I have a very important announcement. Thank you very much. You can now buy a shirt with my lovely cheesy face on it. Okay, thank you, Pizza Wizard. I'll see you later. I was not finished! What is happening? <laughs> the Pizza Wizard is trying to shove me out of the screen, and I think okay. the Pizza Wizard needs a timeout. Go, go and- ah, you cannot on contain behalf, me! On behalf of PuffCast, I apologize, dear listeners, that this <laughs> is going on to such an insane level now that it's... She's unstoppable. I don't, I don't even... I have already told her you can't we have stop to me. reel it a little bit back with the pizza wizard. And she's just... You can't stop me. Insane. It's coming. <laughs> so what ended up happening is there... Uh, the pizza wizard is not of my own creation. There is an artist named John Bergerman who writes children's books, who creates the pizza wizard and also has uh, like a set of stickers that you can use on Facebook Messenger. And so that's how I found the pizza wizard. And I was sad to see that he did not have a shirt on his website that had the pizza wizard on it. And so I asked him if he would ever make one. And he said, yeah, I'll think about it. And then like two hours later was like, go check my website. And there was a pizza (laughs) wizard shirt up there. And I was like, oh, boy. Juliana was freaking out and sending audio messages. It's the best day of my life. (laughs) I I, I ordered two of them. Mel has one coming in the mail for her. So if you are still thinking, 
This is really fun. <laughs> I you must are... have a pizza wizard shirt. You haven't been screaming and running away yet from all the pizza wizard spamming that has happened. Go check out uh, his shop and get yourself a shirt as well. And then send us your pictures and we will repost you uh, on Instagram, oh, Twitter, yes. wherever. So we would love to share pictures of you wearing proudly the Pizza Wizard shirt, which is a really fun graphic. Yes, and the link to the buy the shirt is in our Instagram bio link. So you can go yeah. check it out there if you're finding, wondering how to find it. Yes. So that was the exciting excitement for my week. <laughs> and another exciting thing, and I think we treated ourselves accidentally with these shirts for this little achievement that we yeah, have. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> we have actually hit over a thousand downloads of our episodes and we are so excited. Yay! I keep repeating myself, but since we are just a brand new podcast that started from nothing, just the two of us creating this whole shebang, as they say. Ooh, a very American turn of phrase. It's your influence. Um, yeah, it's so exciting that we have over a thousand listens. Yeah. Can you say that? <laughs> it, it hasn't even been a year yet. And the fact that we've already hit this mark and Mel's right. We truly like we've used all free software, just like our own sweat to, <laughs> to really put out this podcast. Somehow we don't deliver a very... <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> Sweats no and what? <laughs> I don't know. This is clearly, the point like, how did we reach a thousand downloads? I don't know. Clearly our minds are... Welcome to a relaxing podcast with Juliana and Mel because people think this podcast is relaxing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so much for me to edit. <laughs> All goes to the bloopers that will come out someday because <laughs> it's always snippets here and there that are going to be one episode at some point. I know that I'm going to die laughing by the time you actually put an end point to the bloopers that you're collecting. I'm going to like die laughing because none of the stuff I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to remember. Like literally none yeah. of it. I mean, I have a snippet that is you as a goat. I mean... You don't, you don't even remember, probably. So I feel like we threatened to goat someone out. I didn't even remember that I had it. It was just in my sound uh, folder. It says, Juliana, goat. <laughs> oh, right. I have that. That is me. Oh, my God. So, to the point. <laughs> so, we have over a thousand downloads. And I feel like we should be celebrating somehow. But I think we just ordered Pizza Wizard shirts for us. <laughs> But we are like super excited. We have been making new friends the last couple of months, especially the last couple of weeks. Uh, we have mm -hmm. met so many new interesting people. We will be having in future episodes, hopefully as guests, so that you can get to know these great people too. And we just wanted to shout a huge thank you into the universe of the podcast world to all of you who have been supporting us who have been sending comments and feedback and emails and just generally showing the support and love that you have been giving us and we are so so thankful for all of that yeah i just keep thinking back to where we were when well that first day where we like 
ferociously and really quickly wrote out like a million documents because we had like all the ideas (laughs) and just like how different it would be now if like we hadn't done that yeah when you think about it it's not that long ago that we started and we are only on episode 16 right now but it feels like we have been doing this for ever but not in a bad way no (laughs) not at all but it feels like we have been we have never been doing anything else. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, you guys do podcasts. And we're like, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. Hooray. <laughs> and like, you know, your girl Julianne here just like shamelessly plugging it with like everyone like she runs into. <laughs> Even the girl that I talked to, the, one of the new employees at work, she's like, oh, I like Harry Potter. I was like, oh, you do? <laughs> do you listen to podcasts? So she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You should listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah so thank you everyone for listening and we hope that you'll keep listening if you like us which i hope you do if you're listening see if you have another friend that that might like us too and we're yeah we're, we're looking to grow our community of people so we're always taking new friends we are hufflepuffs after all yeah give us all the friends <laughs> all the friends and all the food and that's pretty much all we want <laughs> thank you um so we just did have a few other quick things we did get another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're not sure who it's from, but if it was you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We highly appreciate that. And also we got a lovely post from our friend at OM Muggle Class on Instagram. And he said, the newest addition to my podcast lineup is Puffcast, an ultimate Hufflepuff podcast. Hosts Juliana and Melanie are two Hufflepuff friends connected through Potter. They live in two separate countries, but couldn't be closer friends. They talk about more than just Hufflepuff House and have amazing guests on their episode. Some of the most positive content out there. I highly recommend. Hmm. So we just want to say thank you for writing that. You, I mean, you, he didn't have to, and it was really nice of him. <laughs> we absolutely appreciate the feedback, and we are so happy that we came across you. We have been watching your live stream the other day when this comes out it's it's a couple weeks ago yeah as i wrote under one of his posts is that i have the feeling that we would get along very well and would have a very good conversation so we are working on getting him at some point on onto an episode so Mm -hmm. 2021 people (laughs) yeah we are quite full (laughs) at this point (laughs) but we still want all the people so We'll, yes. we'll have a over time. We'll get to everyone. Yes. All right. And our last bit for this week is we just wanted to mention, as you might have seen on our social media, we took part to the Robocon 2020, a live virtual convention. And we have recorded this episode and it will come out on the 28th of October. It will be episode 17. I hope you will enjoy it, and uh, it's coming right after this episode. Yes, and we talked about the house colors of Hufflepuff yeah, and what they represent. So that was a really fun and interesting conversation. So we hope that anyone who joined us in person, well, virtually in person, (laughs) and who listens to it after enjoys this conversation that we had. The fun part about it was that Actually, some of our friends and listeners have been live there at the live panel and uh, we have had them in our conversation. So it's it's a special treat to listen to. Yeah, we got to have people interact with us as we were recording, which was fun. (laughs) 
So with that, I think we are done with our feedback for this week. That was quite mm-hmm. a bit. And yes. now <laughs> we jump into our main discussion with Paula. Let's dive into our main discussion this week. Yes. This week we have Paula, and we also have a brief little uh, deep dive into Neville, because your girl here, Paula, loves Neville. Neville for life. But first, before we start talking about Neville, we might have some questions for Paula first. So what we like to ask first, our guests, is always how they became a fan of Harry Potter. What's the original story of you getting into the books? So I got into the books when they came out here in the U.S. A couple months after it came out, because I had a friend that was really into it and was pushing it on me, like, and I'm not a reader. So she was like, you have to read this book. You have to read this book. And I was like, no, I don't like to read. It's not my thing. I was already of drinking age, 21, 21 or 22. And um, she was like, you have to read it. She just bothered me so much that I was like, fine, let me borrow the book. I'll read it. Because she wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> so I took it home and I was like, maybe I'll try to read it. And I did not put it down. And it was the first time ever that I had been like completely captivated by a book. I was in there the whole time. So it opened my eyes to reading, right? I still have not found another series that I like that much. I've read this series several times. So yeah, I was pre-movie and really into the books. Like I was going to like Barnes & Noble at midnight on release dates yeah oh yeah i'm always sort of jealous of everyone from the u.s who has experienced these things i never had these midnight releases of the books or the movies and it just wasn't a thing it always sounds so much fun when people are dressing up and meeting and all are excited for it to come out and ah i would love that Mm. yeah yeah see i didn't even get to do that because uh my mom never let us (laughs) stay up that late and she wouldn't drive us anywhere so i got it the day afterwards but i did have all the stickers and the bookmarks with all the original like marine grand prix art on it which is so cool i still have one of my bookmarks that's like dated like 2001 yeah i have a lot of christmas ornaments that are pre pre pre-movie the thing is like most of the people that i encounter in the community are much younger than me almost half my age so most of them encountered it like way after either way after it came out or when it came out, they were still mm-hmm. children. I was an adult, so I could go to a midnight release if I wanted to without permission. <laughs> so, you know, there was like nothing really stopping me. Well, same. It would have been the same for me, but yes. just we didn't have that happening. That uh, that option, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So we know you primarily from your Instagram. Yes. And you have a very fun Instagram handle. And we would like to know the backstory a little bit about that, if you would care to tell us. So when when I decided to do one, I had been following Brandy, uh, Simply Potter Girl, for years. Mm-hmm. I don't know, through my personal one. And when the last LeakyCon, the one in Boston, I was started to follow other people. And I was like, these people were taking over my personal feed. So I decided I had I had been talking with Brandy and I was like, I think I want to make an account. She's like, you should do it. It'll be so fun. And there's so many things out there. I didn't realize how many people were in the Pottergram, right? Like you start like following people. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, there's like a whole other world. So like one of my favorite things in the in the story is like the pensive. I think it's like so 
such a neat thing so magical like being able to see like memories and stuff like that I was like oh this is this is so cool so I decided like unconceivable is kind of unforgettable to me it usually doesn't make sense to anybody else but it makes sense to me so I like it. No, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I think it's a very clever use of the word, too. Yeah. It just sounds like fun. <laughs> I can definitely tell that if I follow your account, like I'm in for something fun. I feel Definitely like... crazy. No. <laughs> I don't do normal. So. <laughs> don't worry. There's plenty of crazy here, too. Yeah. And then we all just, just were wondering if you wanted to tell us about some of the inspiration for your Instagram content and just your activity in that community, your favorite parts about it. Right. Uh, Brandy was obviously the first person I encountered, but then I found Karina through there and Virginia, who's World Troll of Occasions. Uh, Karina mm-hmm. is the magical Latina. Yep. I just love how super inclusive she is and she's all about representation. And it's something that I honestly didn't notice before, you know, that minorities were underrepresented within the story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I kind of like clung on to that and, and I really liked what she was doing. But inspiration wise for what I post, I kind of just really post whatever I want. It's not necessarily like the prettiest picture or the most aesthetically pleasing feed is just it's just stuff that makes me happy and if I want to post it I post it and I see people who are like oh I have to post this on Tuesday because you know like there's people who have like Uh a method I'm not one of those people I kind of just I try to post every day except Sundays and that was just to give myself a break from posting but sometimes I don't post every day there's no I don't really have a schedule or anything like that but other than that I don't post on Sundays and I just share what I like. It's just me. (laughs) I think that's the best way to do it, though, because if you're doing things that you love, that's really what's going to make you happy. Because I know with with Mel and I, with this, like, yes, both of us are very organized and kind of meticulous about things. Uh, But that's the way we like it. But I feel as though for us to enjoy it, like we plan everything out. And then like when it comes to the recording, both of us are like, bah! or mostly just me <laughs> being like, bah! because I know that we have everything all set up. So we're just like, you can just enjoy it and stuff. Yeah. And it once you like negate the things that stress you out about it, like for you, like not posting one day a week, just to give yourself a break. I feel as though having the fun, like you're like, okay, this is the one thing I have to do to make this fun for me. And then from here on out, it's just going to be straight up fun and it's yeah. going to be great. And I love posting and like if people comment and replying to people, sometimes in the daytime, I can't really reply because I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> but um, engaging with people, I like talking to people. Uh, generally, I am very guilty of if I'm talking with you through like chat, I'll send you a video instead of just text. Because I feel like if you're looking at me, you know what I'm saying. It's not like you can't interpret anything. I'm. You can interpret something I type any way you want but Mm. if i'm sending you a video you know you know my body language you know how i said it there's no i don't know i i prefer like a face-to-face plus you can get them some like good facial reactions yeah like like, (laughs) exactly you know (laughs) like now uh, recently it's become like people are like oh what did you buy this week and i'm not really like one of those people who buy stuff all the time i have been now because i'm trapped at home I was gonna say I've seen quite a lot of yes, uh, Lego but it's unboxings. Not, it's not the uh, normal thing because usually, you know, we spend money like going out and stuff like that, but we're not doing that, so there's extra money, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, 
And now I'm between like, do I want to collect Funkos or do I want to collect like Lego? Because I love Legos. Oh boy. <laughs> so now I'm like, do I sell my Funkos and just go like Legos only on my shelf? It's like, I don't know. It's either way, it's a dangerous path, I think. <laughs> oh, it is. I ordered the Diagon Alley set. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I saw that on YouTube the other day with the twins. Yes. Doing the, the little video with it. And it looks very large. It is. Cool. It is. And I told my son, because I've been buying Lego sets and he builds them when he has like no screen time. But I told him I'm buying it, but I, I really want to build it. So I appreciate it. <laughs> you if you don't build it for or me. Or maybe we can build it together. He's like, when's it going to get here? I was like, I just got the shipping I have a feeling that that one's going to take you guys quite a little while to make. Yeah. Because it looks pretty intricate, too. Yeah, it's kind of, it has as many pieces as the castle did. I I don't have the castle. Oh, wow. But I haven't, you know, taken the plunge, which I should because I already took the plunge on the Diagon Alley and they're the same price. So. Oh, it was like 400 bucks. Is that how much? Because I know I've looked at the castle. It's like 350, 400 somewhere in there. Yeah, Lego Star. Because I was thinking about the castle. And then yeah. I was like, okay, if I spend this much money on it, where would I put it? So I was like, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, like I got the diet and I'm like, where am I gonna, I'm going to have to put it on top of my shelf because my shelf has like the little cubes. So I can't really, oh, unless yeah. I split them off and put the storage in different places, which I might do too. So just a quick question. Your children, are they Harry Potter fans too? Because you said that you are building them together, the Legos? Yes. Okay. They're not as big as I am into it, but they definitely, like, sometimes they'll say stuff and I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lennon is one of the twins. He's five. He can't say Dementors. He says Mentimins. It's <laughs> so cute. And it's so oh. cute. He's like, Dementimins are coming. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> and they're so scared of watching Prisoner of Azkaban, but it's the one they always choose. So I think it's like their favorite. That's so funny. It's a great one. My favorite is Order of the Phoenix, but they always choose that one. <laughs> I think it's so cute. Aww. Oh, that is a good movie. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is all your wigs and things that you wear, Paula, when you're on Instagram. Because you have your own hashtag and everything. And it's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. First of all, I have like very little hair. I have, I have um like female hair loss. Uh, it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. My mom has it. My grandmother has it. So uh, I've always been like super self-conscious about my hair. It's actually like of my flaws, what people would consider flaws. It's like the mm-hmm. thing that I hate the most. Like I don't care about being fat or the gap in my teeth or anything. It, that drives me nuts. So, but when the whole thing started with La Peluca the Harry was that I was going to dress up as Harry for Halloween. So I ordered a wig. <laughs> and when I got there, it was awful. It was like the worst wig I had ever seen. I played with it for a couple days. It just got worse. The more I tried to fix it, the worse it got. And I just started posting stuff in my stories and I decided to call it La Peluca the Harry. And then I, I started looking at it and I was like, man, this wig looks like someone tried to fix it. So I thought maybe, I was hoping that maybe somebody had gotten it, tried to fix it and returned it, right? Because it looked like singed, like oh. it was burned or something. It, it looked weird. So I called and I was like, look, I know that this is like a cheap wig. It was mm. 10 bucks. Mm. So it's not like high quality, right? So I said, I think there's something wrong with it. It looks like somebody tried to fix it. And they were like, oh, no problem. Super helpful. They sent me another wig. 
the wig comes and it's in a different packaging, right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be better. because like a different package. But then I look, it has like the same barcode. It has everything is the same. It's just the picture on the outside is, is different. So I open it up and I put it on and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So I was like, you know what? This is just going to be the wig I use because I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of money on wigs. <laughs> but then I kind of liked it, right? Like while I was playing with it, I was like, oh man, I have hair, right? Even though it's bad. And then I decided to order other wigs and it's just it just became this like, I think I have like 10 Maybe 11 different wigs. I was going to say, you. Ha- I know you have a good variety. Yeah, I do have a variety of wigs. Since you are such a proud Hufflepuff and yellow is your favorite color, has it always been like this? No. I think when I first started reading the story, and probably similar to most people, everybody wants to be like Harry, right? You're brave and strong. Everybody wants to be a Gryffindor. So I think that I probably started like that. But once I started to learn about the houses, and this was before sorting quiz or anything like that, I kind of knew that I probably fell within the Hufflepuff house. Like I was like, oh, this is this is me. 100%. This is who I am. <laughs> so when I got sorted into Hufflepuff, it was I was not surprised. And I think we're underrated. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are. Very similar to my boy Neville. I think mm-hmm. that we don't get the attention we deserve. Kind of get forgotten sometimes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I think, like, most everybody starts off as a Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I have probably more Gryffindor merch than anything else. Oh, I'm sure. If you have a lot of Gryffindor merch, is it, like, really old stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's probably, like, older. I have Gryffindor robes. I don't even have Hufflepuff robes. Oh, see, I don't have any robes yet. I'm I'm actually in the process of commissioning my aunt, who's a very talented seamstress, to make me a pair of custom robes. Because that would be cheaper than buying them from another seamstress, because she's not going to upcharge me. Yeah, well, I got mine at Fun Costumes, and it was $34. And they're really well made, so. Oh, that's good to know. So one of the other things that we see you doing on Instagram is kind of trepassing around the Wizarding World, which... Neither Mel nor I have been to, and I don't think we've had anyone on the podcast really talk about it at all yet. Maybe if you could tell us a little bit about your excursions to the Wizarding World. So I'm fairly new to the Wizarding World. I mean, I live close, so I know that I I have the privilege of kind of going whenever I want. But my first time was in February when I went for on celebration. Mm Mm-hmm. And I decided to get an annual pass because we knew we were going to move to Orlando in the summer. So I was like, oh, let's just get it. This before we knew COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like my biggest regret only because I bought the kids' passes and they've only been once. Oh. Uh, I like going and just like really walking around. I don't really ride many things, especially now. Yeah. I don't trust somebody to walk, to clean something before I get on it. Yeah, that's probably pretty smart. Yeah. So I just... Just like walk around, but it's like so nice. That, I mean, the first time I went, I already knew I was gonna cry when I walked into Diagon Alley, and I saw the castle first, but I didn't get that same level of emotion. You know, I saw it and I was like, "Wow, this looks so awesome!" But when I walked into Diagon Alley, I lost it. It was basically like that's your first introduction into like magic in the books in the movie it's like your first the first thing that harry sees right that's like so magical Mm -hmm. um Mm. so when i walked in there i just i still get teary-eyed just thinking about it but uh oh (laughs) 
getting goosebumps now just yeah. thinking about myself like maybe sometime in the future going there so uh, i mean my recommendation to anybody is that if you're gonna go some people get more emotional about the castle than they do about Diagon Alley, but have somebody who doesn't care as much about it as you <laughs> walk ahead of you and record your reaction because i wish i had that and even though i had a whole bunch of people i didn't really like say hey can you like record this for me i didn't think about it even though I still get like goosebumps and emotional every time, every time I walk in, it's not the same as that very first time. But I watched this girl this past week on Tuesday walk in and I started crying just watching her like experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my cry in early in the morning that day. Uh- <laughs> I know exactly the feeling that you're describing because a couple of years ago I went to London to the studio tour and the very first time that I walked into the great hall when the doors opened and then there it is and you're standing in the middle of it suddenly and you're just wow you're so floored and yeah for me it's basically anything I have seen I was like the first time I was there I've been crying every couple of meters as soon as I saw something new (laughs) I have been just crying and crying for from happiness and then it has a really... I, I'm not going to spoil too much for those who haven't been there yet. Um, there is a big, big finish at the end. And that was the last where I really... I was standing there and I was so speechless. And I have been crying so hard. And then I went there for a second time with a friend. And all over again, the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was, ex- I already knew what I'm going to expect, what is going to come up, but still, same thing happened again. Right. Just... It's. I think. I think it's the like the magic, right? Like, cause you're seeing it in front of you instead of like reading it in a book or watching yeah. it in a movie. And diagonally gets me every time. And I love to stand there and watch people walk in for the first time. It's like mm. one of my favorite. Even though it makes me cry, but it's not like they're not like sad tears. It's just watching someone else experience that yeah i listened to um creating magic podcast and they Mm -hmm. steven once mentioned how he liked watching people walk through the bricks and just listening to that makes me cry because (laughs) it's like so and at that moment i hadn't experienced it so i started like having like almost like anxiety about like how i was gonna feel walking in the first time and all those things that i felt actually happened because i i did cry like the minute i and hansel was with me and he was like i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> on my last trip to to england i went also to uh, a place called gothland mm-hmm. oh yeah and um, that is further up the north and we actually visit the original um Hogsmeade station Cool. And I was standing on top of the red bridge that you can also see in the movie mm-hmm. and just yes. looking at the railways and how speechless I was, just so overwhelming. And you could see the train roll in and the kids being all excited and Hagrid waiting for them and so on, that I was just so in tears. Yeah. How much that really means to you that a story like that, you know, can make you this emotional yeah, he doesn't get it at all. Even when I talk about it still to this day, I still get like teary eyed and I, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like from these books, we've just gotten us personally and people within our community yeah. have just gotten so much out of them. We've gotten emotional support from having to, like, seeing how Harry's going through emotional support from other people in yeah. the community, friends, way too much merch. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> all the clothes, all the Funko Pops, all yeah. the Legos, everything. <laughs> Stickers, you name it, we got it. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, whatever. And I think people who just haven't experienced that, they don't understand that it's not just words on a page. It is its own full-on, in real life, not just make-believe, universe <laughs> of people right. out there that's very supportive and great and awesome. And you're a direct example of this. Anyone who we've had on our podcasts, I mean... Me and Mel, I would like to say, are examples of this too, because we wouldn't have even met had it not been for the Harry Potter community. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have met any of you guys if it wasn't for. Oh yeah, it's like it's a separate world. Like I spend. Oh yeah, I have a personal IG too, but I spend about ninety-eight percent of my time on my Pottergram one. You know, I just post pictures of the kids on my personal one just to keep the grandparents mm-hmm. happy. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's such its own world, and I feel like if you're not part of it, then you don't really get it. But once you are, you're like, oh yeah, like this can take up my entire day it just can. talking to all these people. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's Harry Potter and the whole world is like present in my everyday life. I mean, I have always something mm-hmm. that reminds me of it or I am here in my, my reading corner that I kind of build an office out of by now. So sort of slash recording studio. And it's always present somehow every day. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if you want to talk about your bows. I've always been crafty. So I, I do like making stuff. Uh, mostly paper crafts like a scrapbook and I started making bows for my daughter somebody was like you should sell this and I was like who the hell is going to buy this <laughs> I was no. like, and I already had the shop for like the banners and stuff but I wasn't really posting stuff on there it used to be called More Than Favors I think I changed it but sometimes I see it and I'm like oh, it still says that but anyway I'll take this. <laughs> so I started posting them and I, I would get like a sale here and there like every once in a while then I just, I don't know, we started making masks with my mom. My mom is really the one that sews the masks. But if the mask has like an add-on or something like that on it, I'm the one that adds it on. So, but she actually physically makes it. My mom's a seamstress. She actually works um, for Disney. Oh, wow. She's wow. a seamstress for Disney. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so she started making those and that kind of actually picked up the bow sales like as people would go in there to buy a mask and then like either to get to the free shipping add a bow here and then today i have to make like 10 bows that's great though yeah yeah it's awesome and i love seeing people wear my stuff i always feel i always feel like i don't know how to take a compliment oh my god that is like so nice (laughs) but i'm always like (laughs) was I nice did I take that nice enough like I, I don't know I'm just I always don't know how to take a compliment like I'm always these are so pretty and I'm like thank you like <laughs> but yeah I'm always so awkward when it comes to taking a compliment but it's really nice to see people wearing my stuff that's kind of cool yeah that's me too I'm very Mel knows very bad 
Very bad at taking compliments. And Mm -hmm. I I just feel like it's like kind of a Hufflepuff sub-trait. Maybe it is. I always feel like so awkward. Same. When people say nice things about me, right? Like, oh, you're such a light in the community. I'm just being myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Thanks. So, yeah. Just before we started recording, you actually said to me, just take the compliments. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because people tell it to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said it. But yeah, like the, <laughs> the bows are great. They, I love I love making the bows. Um, the masks, my mom sews them, but I'm the flipper. <laughs> I have to turn them for her because she actually mm-hmm. works full time like me. So she works full time. And then at night, we kind of make masks all day, okay. <laughs> all night. <laughs> uh, and bows. Now, my mom's like, you need to speed it up. You're, you're taking too long. I'm like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> okay. Oh, but I love that you you have that together. Yeah, yeah. That you're doing that together. That's great. So, and the name of the shop is Little London Boutique. Uh, it's Bow like B O W, and then Teak mm-hmm. like boutique. And London is my daughter. Oh, I was wondering why London, but okay. Yeah, some people think it's like because I love Harry Potter so much and yeah. London and oh. Teak's Sprout. No, it's my daughter's name. Oh. And my kids are actually. Uh, this is like not Harry Potter related, but. I'm also a very big Beatles fan. So my oh, kids okay. all have Beatles-themed names. I was actually named after Paul McCartney. Oh. My dad named me after Paul McCartney. And my kids are Jude, which is my favorite Beatles song. Hey, Jude. Mm-hmm. Lennon, which is my favorite Beatle. And London, because I couldn't name her Liverpool. That would just be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. I went to London like 12 years ago. And my bucket list item was getting to Abbey Road. I got Diagon Alley emotional at Abbey Road. <laughs> so That's Aww. so cool, though. Yeah. So anyway, that was a little side note, non-Harry Potter related. Yeah, it's still fun to learn about that, though. Yeah. It's great that you and your mom get to do that together and that your yeah. business is kind of like low-key taken off during COVID, which is awesome. Which is nice because like Hansel's not working, so it does help. Yeah. So one of the other things we just wanted to chat about because you love Neville so much is just talk about him a little bit, uh, just because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners too who really enjoy Neville because he is a fabulous character. He is, and he should be in Hufflepuff. Adam. Oh, that was our question that I wa- that I was going to oh, ask sorry. too. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think our, if you want to just tell us kind of, I guess you can tell us why you love him so much. For all of our listeners out there who don't know who Neville is, he is... How the... could you not know who Neville is? I mean, yes, he is, he's, he's the second person below Harry in the, in the order of people that Voldemort wanted to kill, essentially. Yes. He could have been the chosen one. Yeah, you could have. He, he could have. <laughs> he was next in line. So the my whole reasoning for loving a lot of people think I know love Neville because of Matthew Lewis. I mean, it is a good reason. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, but in the books, he's just so. I think everybody feels like Neville sometimes, right? Like you have like those like mm-hmm. doubt yourself. You know, he's kind of like an underdog. Uh, to me, it doesn't get better than that. But I always like connected with him on how he didn't feel like he was enough sometimes. Yep. And then in the end, he shows that he really is a Gryffindor, right? In the end, he shows his true colors, we'll say. 
Mm-hmm. But I do feel like he totally fits in Hufflepuff. But he's always, just because he has like that underdog aspect to him, that attracted me to Neville. Like at the beginning, I was like, this poor kid, like, oh, everything always happens to him, right? Like, why is he so, uh, just, and I wish that in the movies they featured him more. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely short him in the movies for sure. Yeah. I mean, Matthew Lewis did a fabulous job, I think, portraying Neville in the movies, but kind of like Ginny, they shorted the character itself. Oh, God, that is like one of the worst <laughs> movie portrayals of a character. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't give her the, you know, that Ginny fire that she had in the book. She pretty much just has like no personality, essentially, in, in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel as though I like Neville a lot, too, because I identify with him as being someone who definitely has grown into being more confident and being more Gryffindor-esque. I won't say that I am a Gryffindor, but definitely a lot more outgoing than I used to be. Right. It, I definitely identify with that, too, because I was always the really shy kid in school, too, and I I remember... <laughs> The first time I ever did legit public speaking was in seventh grade when we had to give this how to make something speech in Spanish class and I did how to make a friendship bracelet and I literally almost peed my pants because I was so scared to death that I was going to screw something up and I don't remember what I even did or if it was good or not. It was probably bad because I'm terrible at other languages besides English because I'm already terrible at English. Oh, no. But I just remember being so scared. Yeah. Just kind of getting to the point where I am now where I, I love public speaking now. I think it's so yeah. much fun. I've always been super outgoing. I am as out there as I am on Instagram as how I am in real life. Um, and I've always been that way but of course I think like we all even maybe as like awkward teenagers or even now like you doubt yourself sometimes and you think you can't do it but you can his self-doubt is what I connected with in the story like how much he doubted himself and how he thought he was a squib and all that stuff it just made me feel for him right and and I always connected with him on that oh man it sucks that he feels this way I don't feel that way, but I felt, like, bad that he felt that way. Like, I wish I could have fixed it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it doesn't help, too, that, one, his family doesn't seem the most supportive of him, like, being a wizard. They throw him out a window at some point. Like, to see if he can, yeah. Yeah, that's not really, like, a loving, caring family kind of action to be taking. And I feel like even though Harry and Ron and Hermione kind of come around to being supportive of him, They're not really super supportive of him, especially in the first couple of books. They really write him off and really just talk him down, which makes his confidence levels even less so, which is kind of unfortunate and kind of sucks. Then you have teachers like Snape who make it Mm -hmm. just even worse. I mean, if your biggest fear is a teacher, that is just awful. Right. So I definitely feel for him there as well. But he triumphs in the end. He's he the... does. <laughs> Just like how clumsy he is, like his like clumsiness thing. That I oh, that's me. Connect with on a personal level. I am. Oh, me too. Same. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason I've not played organized sports. And I did in high school, but I still got hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. I played softball and stuff, but I'm a disaster. I actually went to the doctor the other day because I fell a couple weeks ago. I scraped my elbow and I hit my hand, and my hand was still hurting, and it's my left hand. 
every time I opened mm-hmm. something, it hurts. And he was like, oh, you have a deep bruise. It's called something else. But he's like, it's your thumb muscle. So it's like kind of, and that'll heal on its own, but it'll be like very slow. You know, like one day you'll just realize it doesn't hurt anymore, but there's not really anything you can do for it. I was like, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yay. Yeah, yeah, I'm falling apart. I'm too old yeah. to be falling apart. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Neville definitely has a ton of, like, outside of the shared clumsiness that all us Hufflepuffs seem to share for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, go figure. He seems to share, like, a lot of the characteristics that all of the Hufflepuffs have. And I know you're just saying, like, you definitely think he should be in Hufflepuff. I think he should probably yeah. be in Hufflepuff because after some of our conversations that we've had on the podcast so far, I am definitely feeling that Hufflepuff has all the traits of the other houses we just have it in like lesser concentrations so we are brave but maybe just less brave than the gryffindors and we are cunning but a little bit less cunning than the slytherins just we aren't meeting their admission bar to get into those to get into those houses but (laughs) we still have these things like we can still be brave we can still be cunning we can still be smart but we just yeah. don't quite meet the bar for the Harvard level of these houses that are just... The Harvard level, I love that. Yeah, you need extremely high SAT scores to get into those houses. <laughs> what traits do you think make Neville a Hufflepuff? He's, like, so kind. So mm-hmm. nice, even though everybody's kind of crappy to him. He's loyal. He's definitely patient. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the herbology thing which I don't really have even though my two plants that I have they're still alive guys they're still alive I've kept a basil (laughs) plant alive for like two months now and this is the longest running plant I've ever had in my life and I don't know how it's alive okay I am here for you both then I have a lot of plants at home (laughs) oh you do? Um, I'm filling the quarter here (laughs) I just got I got a a plant at Ikea it looks kind of like a mandrake his name is Wallenby Ooh, yeah. Oh, yes, I saw him. He's very cute. Well, he has a full name. His name is Wallenby Myrtle Lamandragora. Yes, Myrtle. Woo-hoo-hoo. Myrtle, that was um, Emily, the nerd jacket. She. Oh, I love Emily. She, she was like, you should probably call it Myrtle because it's going to end up dead anyway. Aww. <laughs> oh. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a middle name. So, so his name is Wallenby Myrtle Lamandragora. And then I have another plant, which I actually haven't chosen a name for, but it's still alive. It's been here for two weeks. So, Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a miracle. That's impressive. Two weeks. That would be a record for me, too. Honestly, I got this basil plant that I have <laughs> from my friend who dropped me off a care package uh, at the beginning of coronavirus. So actually, I've probably yeah. had it like three or four months now. And it stayed alive. I was like, oh, good Lord, you don't know what you're doing dropping a plant off at my front door. That plant is going to die. That was a bad decision. (laughs) At least for Paula, if you got that uh, from Ikea, Ikea plants are usually very hard to kill. So if you manage that, then... um... I've killed an air plant. Me too! And a succulent. Yeah, yeah, same. Same. Okay, okay. Yeah, we are both hopeless. (laughs) I got this app called Plant App. And it makes you take like a little quiz. And it said that my level was hopeless. So then when I put in <laughs> the plants that I got, I took a picture of it and I put the type of plant it was. It said not recommended because you are hopeless. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, that is so- God, 
So mean. That plant app is not Hufflepuff. I can tell you that right now. Now you know what I'm going to check up la- uh, later <laughs> when we are done with recording. <laughs> yeah. Just to see what my skill level is. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so he's very good with plants. Yes. Uh, he, we already said he's pretty kind. He's very patient. He's definitely very empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cares about his friends, making sure that they're taken care of and standing up for them, even if he's not really qualified to do so right. sometimes. But he does it, right? Because he's yeah, he's good people. And I think that's like one of the things about Hufflepuffs that I think are like, it's just we're good people. I mean, I'm sure there's bad people out there, but... Mm-hmm. The majority of us, we're good people. Like, that's yeah. mostly what I care about. I don't care what you look like. I don't care mm-hmm. how you identify. I just want to know that you're a good person. That's it. That's all I need to know to connect with you. Now I just want to hug you. Oh. <laughs> we send you so many hugs. <laughs> well said. I mean, that's kind of the conclusion that Mel and I came to on our last deep dive into the yeah. Hufflepuff traits, which is the one on kindness, where we reviewed all of them and we just kind of came to the conclusion that if you're a Hufflepuff and you have these all the traits you're pretty much just like a good person and someone that most people if you're not a weird really jaded person would want to be around and right. it's just it's just nice to be a Hufflepuff it is nice to be a Hufflepuff <sighs> okay <laughs> so i think that pretty much wraps up our main discussion hooray So next we will go into our quick little fun segment and this week we are playing our game Are You Puffing Kidding Me? This is our game where each person has one fact that they tell about themselves to the group and then each person in the group must vote if they think that person is telling the truth or puffing with them. And then each person who is guessing can also ask the person giving the statement one question before they make their guess whether the statement is true or false. As we normally do, you can get points for this, Paula. There's no prize except for maybe a smile or a nice compliment. (laughs) I don't know how to take those, but sure. (laughs) Would you like to go first, Mel? Sure. So my statement of the week is... Before I moved to Finland, I actually considered moving to the U.S. for roughly a year, so uh, to work as an au pair. Why? That's a dumb choice. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Why? That's... (laughs) Have you seen the news? So this is like um, a really long time ago. It's it's been like at least 13, 14 years ago, so... Okay, um, so the orange with hair wasn't no, in power No, 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 no. It's it's been a long time ago, but just to have a new experience and see what it's like. Oh, I want to say it's false because every like bone in my body is like why. I know it's based off of the current circumstances, <laughs> but I just am thinking why in anyone in their right mind would move to the United States right now. But I, if this was like 13 years ago, it would be different. But I'm just going to say no. I'm going to say yes, that it's true. And only because I have a friend from Germany, and that's actually how she came here. Uh She came to the U.S. to work as an au pair, and then she ended up staying. Nice. Okay, so Juliana says, no, it's false, and Paula says, it's true. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is false. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Points for me! I mean, you are kind of crazy if you want to come here and work with children. I don't know. 
Actually, that is how I ended basically up in Finland. I had plans yeah. to, to actually move to Finland and I thought, how can I do this as a test phase to see if I actually like it there? And I chose to be an au pair. And then I was here for nearly a year and then when I was finished, I decided to stay. And I've been here ever since. Yeah, see, I remember you talking about the Finland au pair yeah. sometime in the past. But I knew that you had, as far as you'd spoken about, I knew that you hadn't been a U.S. au pair. And my whole body was like, why would Mel move to the United <laughs> States? Uh, there were, of course, all sorts of options. You could choose all sorts of countries to go to. But I found very quickly out that in the U.S. you have to actually work a huge amount of hours as an au pair. Sounds about right. And you're not even getting much for it. And it's so far away and so hard to get there yep. that I thought I would never go to the U.S. just for that. So, no. Good call. Yeah. Juliana's first point of the day. Ah, yee mm. Sorry, Paula. <laughs> you still have a chance to get a point. <laughs> so my statement is, I was a Girl Scout from kindergarten until I graduated middle school. So that's kindergarten through eighth grade continuously, without stopping. And then after eighth grade, I quit. So we can ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What level of Girl Scout did you end in? Uh, I'm trying to think of what that is. I think it was a cadet at that point. That was what you was. Because they've changed the levels since then. I know they have. Because mm -hmm. they added some other weird levels like above that. Because it used to be, when I started, it was seniors. Like what the cadets were. And then I think they added in cadets as a thing above the juniors. Because it was daisies, brownies, juniors, cadets, seniors. Okay. But that was a while ago. So if your kids are in Girl Scouts, Paula, it might have changed since then. <laughs> no, I, I was actually in Girl Scouts too. That's what I was asking. Oh. <laughs> I still have my juniors and my brownie vest. I should probably shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did you quit? It just wasn't cool. I mean... After all these years, you suddenly decided it's not cool. By the time I got to eighth grade, I was the only one, like, in my school who was in Girl Scouts. I had friends who went to a private Catholic school, like three or four of them, who were in my troop. And then that was it. It was just me by myself at my school and then them in Worcester, which is, like, right next door to me. It just, it trust me, it was not cool to be a Girl Scout in middle school. <laughs> Definitely not cool to be a Girl Scout in high school. And I was batting zero already, so... Okay. Um, hmm. So my very first thought was that, nah, she would, have, she would have probably mentioned this before. But now that you gave so much detail, I'm conflicted now. Paula, what do you think? I'm going to go with yes. She was a Girl Scout, because I think I, I quit for the same reason. <laughs> so, uh, it just was not cool. And, uh, you end up being like, oh, you're a Girl Scout. Like, so I'm going to say yes, that it's true. Okay. What do you think, Mel? In between your telling this story, you looked away like you are lying. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I say it's, it's true. Okay. So it is false. <sighs> Because I went all the way through 12th grade as a Girl Scout. Ha ha! Oh, so it was a technicality. Wow, you're a nerd. 
I'm a complete dork. I didn't. And what I told you about me being the only Girl Scout in my in my school was true. And my friends were over at the other private school, and I just we just kept doing it. And the, what we would do is we would sell Girl Scout cookies and say they were for our little siblings. I had three, so it worked out. And we would make money off that, and then we would go on these fancy camping trips with the money. And that was literally all we did as Girl Scouts. Oh, and I earned my gold award when I was a, uh, which is the equivalent to the Eagle Scout award as a senior in high school. So I did that kind of Girl Scouty thing, but I took all my dorkiness all the way to the end. Thank you very much. I wow. started in kindergarten. So technically, we were right because you. Well, did. I said I quit in eighth grade. And that's a tiny flaw in the plan. <laughs> I got you on a technicality. Okay, okay. All right, so now, I think I'm ready. Okay. okay, lay it on us. So, a couple years ago, I had to have my ACL replaced in my knee. Your what? My ACL. Oh, what is that? Knee. I had to have surgery to have my ACL. It's a ligament in your knee. Yeah. Oh. And the way I injured it was doing the cha-cha slide at a, at a party. Oh, ouch. Uh, I want to say that this is true because I could definitely see one, someone who's a, a Hufflepuff and claims to be a clumsy Hufflepuff doing, being, this is like the perfect Hufflepuff injury. Like I was doing a silly dance and then I hurt myself. I was just about to say, and now I'm imagining Paula wildly dancing on the dance floor and then she gets hurt. <laughs> um... To the left. Take it back now, y'all. Two hops this time. Boop, boop, two hops this time. Boop. <laughs> she's pretty <laughs> oh my goodness okay um i could see that being true i think it's true too but i want to ask what was this like at a wedding where what where did this happen paula is that a, a friend's 40th birthday party oh okay i think it's true i think this is true it's true it is 100 percent true yeah <laughs> Oh, I got a sports God. injury doing the cha-cha slide that required <laughs> surgery. I, I was doing the part where it says crisscross. And when I Chris crossed, Crump. my knee buckled and came off to the side. Oh, and my sister ooh, was behind me. And she was like, wow, your knee did something weird. And I was like, I know I can't even, un I didn't fall. I couldn't uncross my legs. Cause oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, she helped oh. me like uncross my leg. I walked back and I was like, man, I feel like I sprained it, but I heard the pop. So I knew that I had torn something. Um, and the next day, I couldn't bend my knee at all. I went to the hospital. I did an MRI. And it was a complete tear of the ACL. Ow. And they were like, wow. was it playing sports or something? And I was like, nope. Doing the cha-cha <laughs> party. <laughs> at least it's a Not even story. something cool like sliding into second base or no. I was fighting a bear. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's that's how most injuries are happening. It's just some yeah. silly coincidence and mm, nothing spectacular <laughs> at all. And you feel like a fool yep. afterwards. <laughs> Whenever I see a new doctor and I write down the surgeries I've had, and I put that they're like, oh, you, you played sports? And I was like, oh, I played softball in high school. And they're like, oh, I see you had your ACL replaced. How did you do that? And I'm like, the cha-cha slide. <laughs> at a party <laughs> and they're like what and i was like i know i i have a strong feeling you make the day of a lot of those doctors they're like they go home to oh, those doctors probably go home and be like you will not believe the patient i saw exactly today. <laughs> exactly so juliana earned two points and i earned one point 
Juliana leading with 13 points. I am on second place with 12 and our guests are currently with 11 points on the list. That's oh, right. I added absolutely nothing to that. <laughs> That's totally fine. I've only been in second place one week so far since we've done this. Yeah, as I mean, with, with the last uh, round, we were all equally on 11 points. So that was okay. uh, a nice moment. Um, now we are back to the regular. You're, wel you're welcome. <laughs> Don't bask in that moment too long. Secondary Slytherin here coming for you. All right. With that, we have one more short game, and I actually made up a new game. Yes, we have a new game. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's really a, if you can call it a game, but I thought we could switch it up a little bit and start something new. I called it Hagrid's Hut for now. If someone has a better name for it, please hit us up. We are happy about any weird suggestions. And uh, it's called Hagrid's Hut Blimey. What's he hiding in there this time? So <laughs> I will be giving you a description of a beast and then you have to try to figure out what it is. And if you have no idea what it could be, you may ask one question and I hope I can answer it. And if you still can't figure it out, I thought it would be fun to just leave it open uh, without an answer and we can give it over to the listeners and they Ooh. can send in their ideas yes. and answers. That's fun. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And then we reveal it in the next episode. So this is from the Fantastic Beasts. So it's a magical beast. Okay. Its Ministry of Magic classification is 2x, which means that it's harmless and may be domesticated. So there's a hint for you. Okay. The <laughs> though ugly, is not a particularly dangerous creature. It resembles a somewhat slimy bucktooth ogre and generally resides oh. in attics or barns belonging to wizards, where it eats spiders and moths. It moans and occasionally throws objects around, but is essentially simple-minded and will, at worst, growl alarmingly at anyone who stumbles across it. A <laughs> task force exists at the Department of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures to remove <laughs> from dwellings that have passed into muggle hands, but in visiting families the <laughs> often becomes a talking point or even a family pet. Oh. I don't know. So we can guess? You can guess. Is it a garden gnome? No. See, that was my guess too. I can oh. see this little dude in my head, but I don't know what he's called. What? Oh, I don't even know what question I would ask because you gave us so much information too. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't I, can't, I can't remember what it is. Oh, next time we do this, I'm going to have to like read through my Fantastic Beasts book before we start. Oh, I would not count on that. I could just pick another book also. Oh, that's true. Yes, hmm. you could. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Paula? You have anything besides the gnome? Because that's what I was thinking, too. Um, how do you get rid of it? Like, um, it said something about, like, you could get rid of it, right? But how? I suppose uh, you would relocate it. Relocate? <laughs> I know what the little picture of it looks like in the book. I'm such a visual learner. Like, I can remember the pictures from my seventh grade, like, science book, like, what those pictures were. But, and I can remember exactly what this little picture is of the illustration that's in the original Fantastic Beasts. There's definitely an illustration of it in my Fantastic Beasts book. 
It's like a little like kind of like mossy rock looking thing that right? Possibly, maybe. No. <laughs> okay. I'm crazy. She's like, no. Sorry, no. That's all it comes down to. <laughs> Juliana's just insane, which is kind of a through line of this podcast anyway, so Okay, so since you both can't guess it, I am giving it over to the listeners. Um, maybe play back for a moment and re-listen to it and then send us your answer in and then we will reveal it in the next episode. Yes, I think this will be fun. I kind of like that we didn't guess it so that we can yeah. see what, what fun guesses that they have. It gives us a bit of extra interaction. Yes. All right. So speaking of interaction, we have a question from our lovely friend Buttercup. So Buttercup, take it away. Do you think that Neville should have been a Hufflepuff? Let us know by any of our social media accounts or by email at puffcastpod at gmail.com. Okay, well, thank you so much for that lovely question, Miss Buttercup. Paula, before we end the episode, we just like to know where our lovely listeners can find you if they have questions, concerns, comments, or would just love to see your shining face. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at unconceivable. And if you're looking for my small shop, it's at Little London Boutique. So B-O-W-T-I-Q-U-E. We will have all of that linked in our info just to make sure that people know. Yay. Yeah. This was so fun. It was so nice to have you, truly. That was just such a delight. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> What a treat. But now we know what we're not going to use to record from now on. Yeah. Yes. We have learned <laughs> yeah. quite a lot of things today. We did learn. It was definitely a technical <laughs> journey. Okay. Well, awesome. If anyone wants to get in contact with us at Puffcast Pod, you can listen to us on all platforms where podcasts are found. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puffcast Pod. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash puffcast. If you have some feedback as to Hagrid's hut, the question at the end of the episode from Buttercup, or just some general comments, you can send them to puffcastpod at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. So if you would like to unlock some exclusive benefits like bloopers, crazy fun little audios, Buttercup's Tea Room, and also we are donating $1 to charity every month for each patron that we have. And for this past month of September, we donated to No Kid Hungry, which was really awesome because they're going to help kids who are underprivileged and need these meals even when they have virtual classes. So we're happy to support that. So you can join us on Patreon if you would like to help us out in that endeavor. And you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a review, we will read it here and we will send you a sticker. So go ahead and do that if you have not yet. <laughs> Thank you again, Paula, for joining us. This was absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so awesome. Thanks. That's so <laughs> So until next time, stay puffy. And badger on. 